Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Nights. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to bring on uh, the spotlight to our musical. Uh, we uh, are excited to continue to have a musical this year, despite all of the logistics and uh, different obstacles that have thrown our way, but our music department always rises above and always finds ways to find success, and we're finding a lot of success in this year's musical. So we're gonna, I have uh, three members of the cast here. We're going to talk about what the musical is, and how we're, how we're doing it this year under these guidelines and how much fun uh, these nights are having. So I'll have uh, these guys introduce themselves first so you get to know who we have. Hi, I'm Maria Calhoun. I'm a junior, and I play the role of Julie. Hi, I'm Evan Williams. I'm a sophomore, and I play the role of Oliver. Hi, I'm Allison Austin. I'm a junior, and I play the part of Catherine. <laughs> so, Evan, we'll start with you. Um, talk to us just about exactly what the musical is this year and what it's going to look like if a person is not has not been on social media and has not seen any of the things that that's coming out let's just let's just give everyone like from the beginning what's actually going down so the show this year is called theory of relativity if you haven't heard it's a little different this year because we've taken more of a like concept musical rather than a storyline musical if that makes sense it's more or less because it'd be harder to portray a storyline virtually. So we've taken more of like songs that follow the same concept but don't necessarily have a storyline. But instead of performing it in front of big audiences like we always do, this time we are recording it with big cameras, fully like no audiences. There are some parts that we have to film at home. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool to do. So the production this year is going to be a an actual movie style rather than a person coming to the auditorium to watch a live show. You'll be able to purchase the rights to watch the video over the three days uh, that it'll be airing, and you're going to you know grab some popcorn and throw it up on your TV uh, because you'll be able to watch the nights from you know from your home, uh, you know wherever you want to. So that's kind of cool because. The, the one part of it is is that obviously if I live in California and I want to see the musical, I never could be able to do that. This year I can, right? So I think there's definitely some positive and negatives, but you, your guys' attitude with this and you know how you're handling this has been awesome. Uh, Maria, talk to us about the how you guys are preparing, you know what rehearsals have looked like um, and you know and maybe that are different than normal. Yeah, so we don't really do full run-throughs together. Uh, If we do have a full group rehearsal, it's basically we're working through ensemble songs or choreo. We do a lot of our choreo over Zoom because we don't need to use our legs. And so we don't really, we're not able to see each other until like opening night, which is kind of crazy because usually we get so sick of hearing each other and like... (laughs) Not in a bad way, but, like, it just gets old fast. And this year we have the opportunity to – it's opening night for all of us. Yeah. So, and Allison, like, as far as how you guys are, are practicing, uh, talk about kind of the groupings that you've, that you've been uh, put in 
and then how you're going about filming the different sections of the show. So with groups, we have our main choreography people, and they will come in and perform like on a stage, um, but it'll all be recorded, and it's just all separate pretty much. Um, when we record, if we come in, it's more for the bigger parts. We come in and we have a green screen and we're going to do effects in the background so we don't have to get big sets made. And um, everyone else just takes their camera and finds a blank background and does their dances and singing all in one area. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's pretty cool because, you know, besides behind the camera are the crew that's normally doing mics and, and sound and, 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 you know, tech stuff on, on the stage. Evan, talk about that aspect of, of the tech guys and what kind of like what their role is and how they're kind of weaving in and adapting themselves to. It's really cool to see them do it. Like, like we've got kids who were like soundboard or like lightboard last year who are now up in our faces with the cameras, with the stabilizers and like getting up in our faces. It's cool to watch them like do something that they haven't like necessarily been able to do. It's a really cool experience for everyone. And talk about how it is to perform in front of a camera. So like normally you're up on the stage. I mean, you're you're feeding off the energy from them or you're looking out at a wall. You know, you're, you're maybe not trying to look at them, you know, but and now you're like in an isolation situation looking at a camera. How, how have you as an actor had to kind of adapt your skill set? Yeah, it's definitely like, I don't know, I think I'm the only one here who has filmed yet, but it's definitely like a different experience because as an actor for the stage, you sort of feed off the audience and you sort of feed off like how they're feeling that night. But it's like you, when you're filming for a camera, it's like at the end, at least like for my song, I had to just stand there, like act like there's applause, but there isn't. But it's like, it's cool to like make it because I feel like as a performer, it, your performance depends on the audience that night. And without an audience, you can make it whatever. So I think that's a really cool aspect. Yeah, that, that is cool. Maria, talk to us about, you know, kind of like, let's not give away the show, but what are some elements of this show that you think people are going to really like? There's a lot of cameos this year from a lot of familiar teachers. And we're not only filming on stage, but we are filming in some classrooms and other areas of the school, which I think is super cool. It gives us that real aspect, not just, oh, we're on a stage. It's super cool, and I'm hoping people are really excited for that. Yeah, the, the, the cameos are always fun. Um, yeah, the, the, this person talking might also have been invited for a cameo. But, you know, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, because if you're going to come do a cameo with the Knights, I mean, you better bring your A game because, I mean, these guys are, are bringing their A game every day. Well, and also the show, since it's not really a storyline, it's very relatable and mm -hmm. um, realistic. So it's sort of nice knowing, like, it's not only you dealing with things and it's everyone around you. It's definitely been a cool experience playing, like, someone, you know, like, in, like, comparison to last year where it's like you're you're playing like this larger than life character but now you're playing like a character who you can relate to it's like yeah. you know everyone has these struggles and it's like it's really cool to like just have them be played flat out in front of you yeah i, I kind of look at it as like you know you guys have had the big stage you know repertoire right and, and experience and now you're kind of getting that feeling of kind of like 
geez, I'm on, a, I'm on a TV show almost, or I'm playing, you know, in a sitcom kind of feel. I mean, talk about resume builder for you and or, you know, extension of your skill set. You know, it's kind of a, a, a blessing in disguise type situation. But And I'm just inspired by how good you guys are handling it and excited about this chance. Um, and I think, Allison, if you could, you know, kind of pinpoint the – you know, just kind of the environment and the culture of the cast. I mean, how, how fun is this group this year? You know, how cool are your guys' relationships? I mean, it, it's a pretty unique situation. So this year, we, don't, we weren't able to get as close as we normally do, but there's a lot of, like, new kids, that, new younger kids that have joined, and they seem nice. Some of them are a little crazy, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just... Everyone says this every year. It's sort of just like a little family. Mm-hmm. And they're all very supportive and fun to be around. And it's just really nice being part of it. Nice. How about you? Uh, what would you say? Um, I definitely do agree. It's been harder to like sort of connect with everyone because when you're rehearsing, you're 12 feet apart from everyone. But I feel like it's... What's the cool part is is that it's like, you know, when you come up from seventh grade, usually it's like, oh, everyone here has done this before. But now it's like a new experience for everyone because no one has really ever filmed for a camera, had to like, it's, we're, we're all figuring it out as we go. It's really fun. Now, uh, last thing I want to ask is just talk about just the talent of your directors and, and kind of how they help you, uh, you know, or helping you through this and what they bring to the table. And Marie, you can start. I mean, there are so many ways I could talk about their talent. They are just so creative, and the fact that they were even even willing to think about doing a musical this year, I am beyond grateful for. Um, just, they are absolutely insanely creative, and they find ways to innovate under a budget, and, which is really nice, and they're just insane with their skills. They, like, they just find a way to, like, especially for this show, like, they were given, like, nothing. Like, they were... Like, they had to, like, come up with the, con- like, the construction of it all by themselves. And, like, I sang my song for them once, and Mr. K goes, this is going to take place in a grocery store. And I'm like, that is so cool that you can, like, hear a song once and be like, oh, this is, or, like, Ashton Puccio's song is taking place in a locker room. Or, like, mm-hmm. like that's so cool that you can just, like, know, and that's, yeah, like, so creative. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, for me, I feel like, the biggest part of them is that they love it as much as everybody else and they put so much into it and if you look at other schools nobody does that like the effort they put in and the love they just put mm-hmm. into the show it's just crazy they've got such a big heart for all their yeah. kids like everyone they they're the parents to all their kids yeah yeah uh, Evan, why don't you uh list why don't you let's give names to the director positions the names to the directors okay Directors, am I saying first names? Yeah, go okay. ahead. I'm okay with that. We go first, <laughs> first name basis here. Okay, directors, Jackie McLean and Joe Kazmierczak. Music director, Jeffrey Fisher. Um, pit director, um, Tasha Dots. <laughs> um, choreographer, Jess Pashanik. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. that's all. So, aka Dream Team. Oh, oh, and film editor Mr. Rob Mr. Kern. Kern. Yeah. 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 
And so Mr. Curran, and, and you know, we left him out because he's because that position's never existed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's and this is his first you know gig in this situation too. So really unique thing to have him be a new teacher here and bring a skill set that's kind of just meshes right in with with this crew. So incredible. So listen, get yourself ready. You know, for April, it's coming your way. We're going to have another update on the podcast later in March. Continue to follow uh, LR Musical on Instagram. Uh, follow us on all of our social media. We continue to put updates of this great show. And get ready. Cameos, high-level performers, it is going to be at that and more. And, uh, and you could sit right in your couch and watch this and not have to go anywhere. So thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. It's a true pleasure, and keep up the good work. Thank you. Next up on the podcast, I'm excited to bring back a very familiar face, voice, and uh, previous guest, uh, Eric Ebert, uh, who is our mindfulness consultant and a partner that we have been working with now for a couple years. And uh, we are just been you know such a, an honor to have her work with us in so many capacities. Uh, and most recently, this past year, uh, you know, you've obviously, I, I know our students 100% have seen her many times uh, in, in producing these great mindfulness videos. So, Erica, welcome back to the podcast. And if you can uh, give people a, an update right off the bat here of uh, your title at Wayne Finger Lakes and, you know, some of the work that, that you've been doing, you know, this year in the region, let's start there. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Tim. Um, first of all, I love... I love the partnership with, with, with your district, so thank you so much for that. Um, I'm the staff development trainer for social and emotional learning and mindfulness at Wayne Finger Lakes. And uh, as you can imagine, this year has been, I'm going to throw out that term, right, unprecedented. <laughs> but what mainly my work has been this year is around um, helping staff, you know, from admin to teachers, to everyone who's in a school system, um, really navigate stress uh, and and do some some pretty deep self care because it's uh, it's really important that they take care of themselves. And obviously, that's about the kids. I don't want to you know have it look like it's not, but we really need to take care of our adults, and that's what a majority of my work has been around in the region this year. Yeah, and I think you know one of the you know one of the things that's kind of like risen to the top you know during this pandemic is social emotional learning, uh, mindfulness. I mean, these topics that have always been you know in education, but have you know haven't been a priority or haven't been you know something that you know schools are doing on a constant you know uh, way or aren't being celebrated. And I think. What you've seen this past year is, you know, people like yourself that have been thrusted into major roles and and schools and students and teachers and administrators really taking that work seriously and really, um, you know, rolling up sleeves to find opportunities to make sure that everyone is well. And I think... Uh, what you've done with us has been outstanding, and, and for people that don't know, our students, uh, you know, probably since now November, December, have started uh, their their week with a three to four minute video in homeroom. Uh, a great, powerful message from uh, uh, from Erica uh, as they kind of start their week here in person. Um, and we also have been we have an unbelievable YouTube uh, video playlist that has 
multiple videos of mindfulness practices and teaching. And Erica, talk about kind of the, you know, how you've accomplished this and, and, and what that connection that you've been able to build with our students virtually and how that has, has played out. Yeah, so, you know, in terms of where all this came from, I, I started my work in the Webster Central School District and where we really prioritized uh, mindfulness and was in that role for four years and really was able in that role to develop um, you know, the structure of how to introduce mindfulness to kids from, from little ones to, to your high schoolers and to, and to adults. So I'm a mindfulness-based stress reduction teacher and that structure of like, you know, self-awareness and self-management, all those skills that blend with, with SEL really beautifully are where this came from. And then this year and making it all virtual, which actually started last year, right? And that transition to how do we connect with kids and adults virtually and maintain those relationships. And so really what I've done, and you've given me the permission in so many ways and you've trusted me, is, is I just talk from my heart about the practices that I know and what I'm going through and what I see and hear kids and adults going through. And so a lot of the lessons, as you know, are not so much a formal practice of mindfulness. I mean, they are because we've, we've cultivated that from the beginning. But what they've become are these conversations about, like, you know, how are you and what are you doing to manage that? And here are some strategies and techniques to, to get through for yourself, for your relationships, for your mental, your physical, your emotional health. Um, I, it, it's felt, and you can probably, you know, say how you have felt about it, but for me it's felt very conversational, very open, sometimes vulnerable, and... Uh, I don't know. It's it's it felt like a cool way to to connect with with kids. I can't agree more. And I think the the word that I would use would just be real. You know, and I think that you know watching students watch you in the mornings uh, and staff uh, and and watching you know our counselors you know weave these resources into how they're helping students. It's a real you know you're a real person and you're you're passing on real. Uh, insights and and just great knowledge, uh, you know, in, in a comfortable setting that each student can just kind of listen and watch and, and and reflect in their own in their own way. And I think that's what's great about it. There's nothing that's forced. Uh, there's nothing that is weird. You know, it's just real. And that that's what you know we've just have really benefited from. Um, you know this this initiative that's been you know a, a, a new practice for us and and that's our goal is to make it not just an initiative uh, or a practice but just a commonplace that that we continue to do moving forward. As we yeah I, oh, go, sorry yeah go ahead. I was actually going to say you know what you've done is you've taken the initiative out of it you've made it something really important and it's become a part of your culture right like I think what I remember I don't know if you can recall this but. Um, you had shared with me one of the lessons I taught was about asking, like, teachers and administrators, like, how are you? Like, what do you need? Do you remember that? You yes. shared that with me, and it, yeah. it made it so practical, right? Like, yeah. mindfulness isn't just sitting on a cushion and meditating. Correct. So, I don't know if you want to share that, or but I, that was a cool that was a cool takeaway for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, I actually had a, a teacher came to me um, after the the video uh, that you know that that had aired that day, and you know, asked me what I needed, you know, and, and it was just, 
it was a question that I haven't really had answered much. And, uh, yeah, it was just so refreshing and it was, and it was just kind of cool. Cause uh, the teacher was real serious about it and, you know, clearly, you know, was, you know, felt moved to do that. And, uh, yeah. And I think that that's, you know, it, it's, it's the simpleness of life that I think catches you off guard from time to time. And, and I myself experienced a benefit of, you know, of this practice that we have with these morning videos. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just incredible. I, I think my next question for you, Erica, is, you know, we're now on the verge of going to five-day-a-week school here. Um, you know, we're really working wow. hard to, to do that. And, you know, a lot of people kind of just, you know, if you just hear the noise or, or, or look at it from afar, it's like, oh, this is exciting. We can't wait. This is awesome. Kids are dying to be back. Well, yes and no. I mean, there, there, there's a percentage of kids that when they hear we're coming five days are mortified. Our, you know, anxiety went up, um, you know, fear yeah. came in, you know, t- you know, you talk to those kids right now, as far as some things that, you know, o- over this next month, as we, as we start transitioning back of some things that they could be thinking about, or some things that, you know, that, that might help them prepare for in the end, what is a change? Yeah. Yeah. What a great, what a great acknowledgement, Tim, you know, here, here's the thing. I do this, and, and maybe you do too. You look at your schedule for the week, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, there's all this to do. And and when I look at the whole thing, I start ruminating in my head. What's this going to be like? How's this person going to react? It's like kids maybe going back. Like, I haven't been around this person, or I haven't had to do this all day long, or I, I'm going to be tired. It's like the stories we tell ourselves about what we think is going to happen. And so my advice is, and it, and it comes back to this a lot, is like notice when you're in that storyline of like fear, worry, and just take and, and just like literally hit the pause button, you know, like you, like you would, just the, the two lines, just hit that and just stop and say, like, is that true? It feels really true. But is it really true? No. I'm here right now. I'm going to come back to this breath and noticing the body that I'm in, hear the sounds around me. Because we've got to stop the, the rumination somehow because that's where the stress lives. The stress lives in the storyline, right, of, of worry and fear. And the more we intercept that storyline and hit that pause button and maybe even say to ourselves, I don't know what's going to happen in an hour, but I know that right now I'm right here. And just that positive self-talk. And also know that if it gets too, to be too much, go talk to somebody about it. Because most likely, the adults in your life are feeling the exact same way, right? This is not an isolated incident that just kids are feeling this way. There's a lot of anxiety and stress. And when we feel like we're the only people experiencing it, it feels very isolating. But we're not alone in that. And I think that's that's also a pretty powerful knowing, right? You're not alone. Can't, can't, can't agree more. And I think that that's what you hit it on the nail with, you know, kids are feeling and adults are feeling, especially in a, in an educational setting is so true. But yeah, we, we really encourage any of our students, uh, families that are having those anxieties around the five day. And, and what in essence is that change is to, you know, reach out to a trusted person in your life and, and, and talk through that and, and really have some good positive talk to that because, um, you know, we have a great team here. We're ready for it, and um, we're, we're, we're here to support. Uh, final question, Erica, is, 
you know, you have such a, a wide variety of, of offerings that you have between your social media, YouTube. Why don't you just kind of, you know, drive people to where they can access you and access your, your message and your resources? Thanks. Yeah, I think the greatest place to go is that YouTube channel. It's called Mindfully Educated. Um, besides the, the playlist on there, specifically for, for all of you, there are many videos for adults. There's one-minute meditations. Um, I would honestly say that's, that's the best place. I've actually taken a social media break from Facebook and Instagram right now. I do have a Twitter. Um, but I would say that heading to that Mindfully Educated channel, probably the best place to, to get information. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, listen, I appreciate you taking time to be on, and we've, we've had an incredible journey uh, with you here this year, and, and we really appreciate everything that you've done uh, for, for our school community, and uh, it, it's been a great partnership. Thank you. I, I appreciate it, too. It, it's a joy. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to move the winner's spotlight onto our wrestlers. A wrestling team has had some really solid seasons these last couple of years, and we're excited to get the uh, wrestling team back up and running again this year. Uh, they just finished their first week of matches uh, last week and are now uh, finishing up their second week uh, this week. And uh, the team has some promising returning wrestlers and some new guys as well. Uh, but uh, Coach Conadorio. Uh, Coach Boyd uh, back at it in the wrestling room. So I got uh, three of our of our wrestlers here today. I'll have them introduce themselves, and then we'll jump into some questions. My name is Nathan Andrews, and I've been on varsity wrestling since eighth grade, and this is my senior year, and I wrestle 154 this year. My name is Brock Flint. I've been on varsity wrestling since eighth grade, and I am a junior, and I wrestle 160. My name is Joey Brennan, and I've been wrestling since 8th grade. This is my senior year, and I'm 126. And Joey is uh, coming off of a Section 5 championship last year. Uh, Joey, talk about what that meant for you to make it all the way, get that patch, and, uh, and accomplish that feat. It was just, I was glad to be in the finals and going out there knowing I could win that match. I was more prepared than him, more conditioned, knowing I was going to win it, and I was going to take that patch home. And, uh, Nate, you've been around a long time. I feel like you've been on the mat for, it feels like, 10 years now, and, and here you are in your final run. Um, you know, what has it meant to you to be a part of this program? You guys have, you know, really established the, you know, kind of got the program right where it needs to be. Um, you yourself have made it deep uh, each year and have, have picked up lots of wins. You know, what has it meant to you to be, you know, part of this program and now in your senior year? Uh, it means a lot to be able to come back to a sport like wrestling because it doesn't only help you with yourself, like you're keeping your body healthy, but it helps you with school too. It keeps you motivated. And I think the spotlight really needs to be on that because without sports, a lot of the things wouldn't be going on with the student athletes here. Absolutely. And Nate, you know, talk about just what you're looking this year yourself to accomplish. Short season, you guys have, you know, you had a couple of weeks of practice, you know, you got a week under your belt of matches. What are you trying to do individually here 
um, as you uh, move forward your senior year? Uh, just become as strong as I can be in the sports that I'm in and impress the people around me. Nice. Brock, you've uh, you know, come from a, uh, a family of wrestlers. Uh, you know, what, what does it mean for you to you know, kind of be back? You know, there was a time this year that you didn't know you were going to be wrestling. Now you're back. You know, last year kind of had an injury season. You know, you're healthy now. Um, you know, what does it mean to you to be kind of back on the mat grinding this year? I just got to prove I'm better than Nate. That's the only <laughs> thing I got to do. I like that. What, what, what have you been working in, you know, what specific things have you been working on in practice to get better um, at this year? I think my shots have gotten a lot better. I'm less of just, uh, I throw kids less. I have better movement, better on my feet, and better rider this year. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I mean, your, your uh, energy-packed uh, match that you had at Cal Mom last week was, was pretty impressive. Um, I mean, getting getting after it. I mean, you know, guys had to kind of get you stopped. You know, when you're even out of bounds, you're still going full throttle. I mean, what, what, where do you get that those energy bursts? And like, how is the conditioning so important for you? I feel like even if we're right on the edge of the mat, if I give him anything, then it's just not gonna be my match. I have to show him that I want it more than him. Absolutely. Love that. Nate, last year, you know, Andrew Angler goes all the way to the States, you know, and you guys have been in, you know, been in the room with him for years. Um, you know, he, he makes it all the way to the state championship last year and, you know, and makes the podium. Talk to me about like what that, you know, what, what it was like wrestling with him and, and what that means, you know, to you guys to see one of your own, you know, make it all the way, you know, wearing that purple. It was great to see. It was great to root him on the whole way through. And honestly, having him in the practice room taught me a lot. Him and Coach Conradorio really worked with me a lot. Coming into eighth grade, I didn't really have that much experience. And I've learned just about everything I know from him and Coach Conradorio. And Joey, uh, how about you for that same question? It makes us believe that we can make it to the top and that all you have to do is work hard and don't give up. And what is it, you know, it's, it's got to be pretty cool to have a coach like Coach Conadorio who himself, you know, has, has walked the talk. I mean, he's just not a guy that's just, you know, let's do some wrestling. Like, this guy is, like, rolling up into practice ready to, like, take you out, um, you know, and, 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 and teach you rather than just verbally, but, like, get on the mat himself and, and, and be a, a teacher of the game. I mean, talk about, Joey, what, how that has helped you guys and, and how he sets the tone. Uh, he just works hard, and, like, you learn wrestling better when you're, like, hands-on taught it rather than just watching because then you get to feel, like, what you have to do to do it correctly rather than just do it. What would you have to say about Coach Nate? Oh, I I think the way he practices with us is great because if he didn't have the pressure, like Joe was saying, if he didn't put that pressure on us, then he wouldn't have put us where we're, we are now. And at the same time, he proves to us that if he is an old man and he goes to work every day, he can do the same stuff that we're doing if we believe in ourselves. I love it. Absolutely. And Brock, what would you have to say about Coach? How's he helped you? 
I know every day when I wrestle coach, I get better at practice. He's probably one of the strongest people out of high school that I would have to go against and one of the best conditions. So let's jump to what has, what has been your most memorable match you've ever wrestled. So I'm going to give you a second. Think about that. Where was it? Who was it against? Um, you know, because here's the thing in wrestling. You guys, you know, you have, you have wrestled so many times. And I have so much respect for our wrestlers because in, in, in what is a team sport, it's also an individual sport in which it's you and the other guy. I mean, you can't hide out there. You can't go out there and, like, and not get the ball or not be thrown to. Like, you're the person. So, you know, if you're having a bad day, you know, it's not like you can, move, you know, give the ball to somebody else or kick it over here. Like, it's just you, you know. So you guys are the ultimate individual sport that go out there under the lights, in the mat, and go one-on-one, -on -one and it's physical. So, Nate, what would be your all-time favorite uh, win or match that you've wrestled? My all-time favorite match I've wrestled is not a win. I think last year at the Bolivar tournament, I actually lost. And it was a kid that Andrew Inglis wrestled in states. And I didn't have a good match because I, didn't, I wasn't feeling good. I was throwing up. It was an overnight tournament. But towards the end of the match, I started feeling, I started feeling a different energy that I didn't know I had. And it kind of led me through the rest of the season. That's awesome. Love hearing those type of defining moments when you're feeling adversity. That, that's awesome. How about you, Brock? Uh, two years ago, I wrestled a kid from Fairport. I did not think I had a shot to win. Didn't even warm up really before my match. Andrew pulled me aside and went over like a game plan with me. I ended up beating the kids six to four, I think. Nice. Was that at Fairport? or where, where It was, was a Trishville Tri-Light Tournament. Okay. Awesome. We lost by a point, and it was the closest we've ever came to beating Fairport. Awesome. How about you, Joy? I'm going to go back to eighth grade when I was in the sectionals. It was the consolation semifinals, and I wrestled the seat above me, and it was Tristan Moyer from Holly Kendall. And I remember at the end, near the end of the match, there was short time, and I was neutral or bottom and I was down by one point and I put him on his back and held him down to win hmm. it was intense match everybody was there everybody was cheering me on I was having fun that's awesome nothing beats that sectional field down there it was probably a Warsaw you know a packed house and, uh, you know, you get that pin and all of a sudden everyone just jumps off the bleacher and uh, it, it's, ins it's, it's, yeah, it's insanity. It's awesome. All right, here's some quick hitters for you, okay? So everyone's going to answer the same questions, quick hitters. First one is your, your in-season go-to healthy snack or meal that you like to eat to kind of keep yourself, you know, good energy and all that going. How about you, Nate? Oh, uh, Cheez-Its. Okay. I like grapes. Oranges. Okay. Next question is, you know, over the years we've had like the black singlet, you know, just all black. We got the, you know, the new Leroy, you know, down the side. What's your, you know, if you had to pick the best uniform that you've worn, which one would it be, Nate? The new singlets for sure. On a regular basis, I would wear the new singlets for like a finalist match. I would wear the black. Okay. I would wear the new singlets for sure. Those are sharp. 
Uh, go to Wrestling Shoe. What brand? Uh, do, and, and if, if you know what they're called, go with it. Uh, I got a pair of Nike Inflix. I think I had those, but before I had Adidas shoes, and they held up pretty well. Okay. I wear Nike Freaks, but I am also a fan of Inflix. I like Asic Aggressor and Nike Inflix. Okay. Go to pump up song either on the bus or as you're sitting on, you know, like on the side. Like, what is that go to, you know, beat that you're going to? Um, I'm not sure. I have a a whole playlist full of music, actually. Okay. So do you do you listen to the same playlist on like on the bus, you know, before while you're there each each match, or you change that up? Yeah, before on the bus ride there it might be more of a mellow playlist, but before the matches it's. Good, good hard music. Okay. I don't listen to music before my match. I just game plan in my head. All right, I like that. I listen to, uh, like, Ozzy Osbourne and, like, that <laughs> heavy metal stuff, like Welcome to the Jungle, Hello? all that, that kind of stuff okay. before a match. Um, best feeling in, in in wrestling, is it when the ref pounds uh, you know, for, you know, pounds the mat for for the the pin, or is it you know your hand being raised by the ref? Wh- if which one is better, or you can say both. Um, probably getting your hand raised by the ref. As soon as I pin somebody, I'm just ecstatic. I already know I won the match. There's nothing more I can do. Getting your hand raised. Okay, awesome. Listen, guys, great having you on the podcast this week. Make sure to check out. Uh, the Leroy Wrestling uh, on all of our streams uh, for their home and away matches. Uh, we're excited to uh, you know promote them and get them going again. Really proud of these guys, and I want to thank you guys for being on the podcast uh, this week. We'll finish up the podcast with my social media pick of the week. Uh, this week, I'm going with my post from February 25th of just the incredible job by our Billings and Grounds team uh, partnering with our moving company to bring back so much uh, of our uh, building uh, classroom stuff and uh, all of our furniture, uh, getting ourselves prepared for five-day learning. And it was a three-day blitz by uh, this incredible team, and I can't thank them enough for all of their hard work and, and their teamwork. It was just great to see you know, their attitude and how they went about this uh, incredible uh, mountain and uh, cleared out uh, most of the town, town barn and brought our village barn and brought everything back. So huge kudos to them. Uh, it just shows that you know everyone is all hands on deck here to make a successful experience for all of our students. So make sure to check that video out on any of our social platforms. I want to thank our, our guests this week for joining another great podcast. And thanks for all of your continued support by listening uh, all about our nights. As always from Wack and Night Country, go Knights.